welcome to the Midwest Sisters Rewatch Podcast. I am Cassie, and I am here with Carrie. Hello. How's it going? Going pretty good. Not too mm-hmm. bad. Not too bad for a Tuesday. <laughs> yes, it's only Tuesday. <laughs> Ask me again on Friday. Well, it was sad news that we lost Dustin Diamond from Saved by the Bell. I'm inconsolable. Screech passed away from cancer. Well, I wasn't really into that show. I was too old for it. That was more my generation. Yeah, you're about nine years behind me. So if I had 90210, you had Saved by the Bell. Oh, God. (laughs) I love that show. I can't. I don't know why, but I do. Dylan McKay. That's right. Oh, Luke Perry. Oh. Why is everybody good dying? It's not fair. I know. There's a lot of people on that show. But it had to be Dylan. Had to be Dylan. Who ended up being a pretty good actor. Not bad once he Nobody finally learned really work. did anything. <laughs> he was the only <laughs> one that ever got any more work. I mean, Corey did, but, you know, there you Bam. go. Well, <laughs> she was in the the original and remake of the Lifetime movie, Mother May I Sleep With Danger. Oh, God. <laughs> I love Lifetime movies. Sadly, I watched it. <laughs> I just see both of them. I'm a whore I am. Oh, dear. Well, it's Anyhow. just sad. I Dustin know. Diamond was only 44, so he's a very young man. But hmm. Yeah, I did not. I mean, I knew who the character was, but uh-huh. I couldn't handle that. <laughs> I could take Ur- I could take Urkel over Screech. Oh God! And I because he was kind of funny. No, Saved by the Bell was cheesy, but that's yeah. what I grew up on. So that's what you had. You rather what you get. <laughs> you get what you get, and you don't get upset. That's right. We are dedicating this episode to the actress Mia Furlan, who played Danielle Russo on the show. She she passed away a few weeks ago. Yeah. Is she the only main character to pass away from this show? I know. I think so. I think everybody else is still alive. As far as I know. I hadn't heard of anybody else from this show besides her, but so poor Danielle. Jack probably slapped her too hard. Well, it happens. (laughs) I was sitting there thinking as I was watching this week's episodes that the first time through watching Lost, Kate was the one who annoyed the hell out of me. Now it's Jack. Uh I cannot stand Jack this time around, and I didn't mind Jack the first time, but man. Yeah, it is like that. He is such a whiner. I mean, I don't love Kate, but she gets on my nerves a heck of a lot less than Jack does. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know Damn. why it changed, but it did. Oof. But we are ready for season two, episodes five and six. And I will take uh, episode five, which was lost and found. (laughs) (laughs) You know, Lindelof came up with that. Well, you know, he was probably really proud of himself. (laughs) They're like, good job. Good job, Damon. He's a good boy. We crap on him so hard. I know. Oh, well. He doesn't care. It originally aired on October 19th, 2005. It was written by Carlton Cuse and Damon Lindelof. Well, (laughs) yeah, Carlton there to do the hard work. You know Carlton wrote it. Damon just put his name on it. Put my name on it. He's like, oh, here, for God's sake, you little brat. Oh, just put his name on it. <laughs> He's going to cry. And it was directed by Stephen Williams, who also directed the episode Do No Harm. Cool. He came back. <laughs> so, <laughs> for And Found, we open the episode and we've got Son and Claire and they're on the beach. And Sun mentions how they're looking out at the ocean and I think they were doing laundry or something. I think so. And Sun mentions how it's been four days since the raft left. And Claire's like, well, you know, it's not that long. Um, they said it could take up to two weeks to find a current. So um, I doubt anything would have happened. But Sun starts to freak out and she starts talking in Korean. And Claire's like, what's wrong? And we find out that Sun's lost her wedding ring. Oh. So we get our first flashback. And Sun is getting ready. She's getting dressed. And um, her mom comes in the room. And she takes away the high heels that Sun was going to put on. <laughs> and she gives her a pair of flats. And son's like, hey. And her mom said, you can't wear those. He might be shorter than you. <laughs> she is pretty tall. So son just, she looks kind of disgusted. She's like, this is ridiculous. And her mom's like, well, if you'd have found a husband in college, we wouldn't need a matchmaker. Oh, gosh. And son's like, well, I went to college to get a degree, actually. And her mom and I was I was floored by this. And I know it's a different culture in a different country, but her mom was like, and after four years of college, you're a silver. Don't you want to find a husband before you turn bronze? I was like, damn. Goodness. I mean, she couldn't have been more than in her 20s. Come on now. She's an old maid. Shoot. So she says, well, I'll find a husband when the time is right. And her mom says, well, your father says the time is now. (laughs) (laughs) So then we go to a flashback of Jin and his friend in their apartment. And Jin's putting on a suit and a tie. And his friend is Tao Su, Tai Su. And he's looking at a destiny book. And Tai is telling him, this year, love is going to find you. 
And Jen says, well, if it's in the Destiny book, it has to be true. (laughs) And he says, well, my grandma used this book to meet my grandfather, so it never fails. So Jen says, well, what kind of woman am I going to fall in love with? What she looked like? So I'll know when I see her. And he looks at the book and he says, orange. And (laughs) Jen's like, orange? (laughs) And he said, yes, love will look orange. And Jen's like, yeah, well, whatever. I can't hardly take care of myself. How am I going to take care of a woman? And his friend says, well, you could always let a woman take care of you. And he laughs and he goes, that's not what a man does. He needs a goal. So he said if he works harder than anyone, gets promoted, then he'll be respected, not like the son of a fisherman. And his friend's like, well, it's just a job interview. So we know that he is getting ready to go interview for a job. So he asks Ty how he looks, and Ty notices the tag is sticking out on Jen's tie. And he says, hey, you forgot to cut that off. He's like, are you kidding? How can I return it if I cut it off and it costs a fortune? (laughs) So he's about to walk out the door, and Ty says, well, what did I do of love calls? Jen says, tell it to wait. So we're back on the island and Jen, Michael, and Sawyer are in the bunker with the tailies. And they're all off to one side talking. And Michael looks at Jen. Jen looks kind of sad. And he's telling him it's okay. You'll see sun again soon. And he looks over at the tailies. He's like, I think they're trying to figure out what to do with us. And Sawyer's like, I think they're going to eat us. <laughs> so then Anna Lucia comes over and tells him they're moving out she's like you're going to help us get food and water because we got a long walk ahead of us and Sawyer's like well to where and she says back where you came from so they come out of the bunker and um, Anna Lucia is telling them that they need to gather as much food and water as they can and travel in pairs, moving as fast as they can and don't make any noise. <laughs> they are freaked out. <laughs> it's kind of making you wonder this whole time what the hell happened to these people. I know it. So Michael's like, well, could you just maybe take a minute to explain what's going on, that why you all are so freaked out? And she's like, maybe we can stop st- swap stories on the road. We got to go. So... Um, she tells, she tells Libby to go with Michael and, uh, go get some fruit. And then she says, Bernard and I'll get the fish. And Jen says fish. And he points to himself. And Sawyer's like, yeah, he knows how to fish. Take him with you. (laughs) And she's like, fine, come with us. So we're back to sun. She's. Tearing through her clothes. She's still looking for her ring. And Jack walks up and asks if she's okay. She's like, no, I lost my wedding ring. And he asks if she remembers last time she saw it. She says no. He tells the story of how he once lost his wedding ring. He looked everywhere. Went Even took apart the pipes in the bathroom. Because he thought it had gone down the drain. And she said, well, what did your wife say? He said, she never knew. Because I went to a jeweler and I had a replica made. <laughs> Smart man. Now it's just rattling around in my sock drawer back home. 
And he's like, I could help you look. She says, no, it'll turn up. So then we see Jin and he's throwing pieces of a sea urchin into the surf. And Anna Lucia and Bernard are trying to struggle with a net to catch some fish. She's like, hey, you want to help us out? Jin just shakes his head. And she says, do you want to eat? Then you need to help us. He says something in Korean. And then he throws his net into the water and he's got a bunch of fish when he pulls it back in. <laughs> he looks at her and goes, fish. So our next flashback. <laughs> Jen's at his job interview at the Asiana Hotel. And Mr. Kim is interviewing him and he's a jerk. Oh, yeah. But he's asking him about his uh, previous job. And he said he started as a busboy. He got promoted to a waiter. And he asks what village Jen is from. He says, because you're obviously not from the city. And Jen tells him. And he says, no wonder. I thought I smelled fish on you. And he pulls the tag off of Jen's tie. So then... He picks up the phone and says that Mr. Kwan will be joining us and tells Jen, you'll start immediately. You work rain or shine. You don't ask for a raise or for time off. Sounds like a lovely job. Sounds like my job. (laughs) (laughs) So a man comes in and gives Jen a uniform. And Mr. Kim says, the Seoul Gateway is one of the finest hotels in the country. Do not open the door for people like you. And Jen just says, I understand. I'll do my best. That's so mean. I know. It was awful. So then back on the island, with Michael and Libby. And Libby says she's sorry. And he's like, what for? She said, oh, you know, about throwing you and your friends into the pit. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, well. Um, She said, I don't think I've ever seen someone so scared in my life. And I know about scared. And Michael says, well, that's why you threw us in the pit, because you're scared? And she said, we've got trust issues. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, so they're looking for fruit, and, and Michael's like, where the hell is it? She's like, oh, we picked these trees pretty clean. Sometimes you can find them on the ground, though. He's like, well, why don't you head inland? That's where all the fruit is on our side. She's like, we don't go that way, because that's where they come from. It's like, God damn, what happened to you people? <laughs> Those we don't speak of. Jeez. So then we see Sawyer, and he's you can tell he's a hurting from his gunshot wound. Oh, yeah. And Anna Lucia, Bernard, and Cindy, and Jen are going through the fish. And suddenly this big, huge <laughs> machete slams into a piece of wood next to Sawyer's head. <laughs> Wakes him up. And uh, Echo, Mr. Echo, um, he tells him it's for your protection when we travel. So he's like, did you make this? And asks his name. So should we find out? Mr. Echo. Mr. Echo. And all of a sudden, Libby comes running up and she's like, it's Michael. He just ran off into the jungle. He's gone. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I was like, what? (laughs) Somebody put a bell on him. And Alicia's like, what? Oh, she's like, okay, let's go. We're leaving right now. Sawyer means, what do you mean we're leaving? 
She said, well, your friend just ran off in the jungle. And Jen starts speaking in Korean. And Bernard's like, what? what's, what's he saying? And Jen looks at Sawyer. He says, Walt, Walt. Figure it out. So... Uh, Aunt Lucia says, okay, let's go. And uh, Jen's like, no, Michael. We got to go after Michael. And Aunt Lucia says, no, we're leaving before he can tell them where we are. And Jen looks at Sawyer and says, Michael. And Sawyer's like, what are we supposed to do? We can't wait for him. He ain't coming back without his kid. So it's every man for himself. And he calls him Chewy. (laughs) He does that a lot now. It's so mean. <laughs> so I don't even like know what my, it means. Like Chewbacca, because no one could understand Chewbacca except oh, for Han Solo. I get it. <laughs> Chewy. He's mean. So he's like, Mike's got to worry about Mike, and I got to worry about me. So Jen turns around to go after Michael, but Echo stops him. And Jen punches him. Uh-huh. <laughs> he gets a headbutt in return. <laughs> and Echo's like, you're going the wrong way. That's where he's going toward them. So he hands Jen a weapon. And he tells Anna Lucia, I'm going to help him find his friend. And she says, we can't wait for you. He's like, I don't expect you to. So then we see Sun and Hurley on the beach. And Hurley's like, well, just retrace your steps. Like, what'd you do yesterday? And she said, I woke up, I washed up, walked with Shannon, picked some fruit, cut it up to feed Vincent. Hurley's like, oh, you fed the dog. Bingo. So we see them sitting nearby Vincent watching him eat something. <laughs> and he's asking her about Korea. <laughs> And she was like, Harley, this is ridiculous. Waiting here for this dog to poop because he didn't eat my ring. <laughs> and he's like, dogs will eat anything. When I was a kid, my dog Buster, I had this drawer and I'd throw all my change in. And I guess there were Smarties in there. And the, the next day, Buster craps out a buck 35 in nickels. <laughs> <laughs> and he asks if she'd ever owned a dog. She said, yeah, a puppy. His name was Popo. Popo. And he says, what's that mean? She said, it means a kiss. So our next flashback. Sun is getting out of the car with her mother for her date. And it's at the hotel that Jin just got hired on at. And they're, they meet up with the matchmaker. And... She's telling her that you're going to love him. He's handsome, well-educated. His family owns this hotel and 12 others. So, obviously, he's rich. And uh, Jen opens the door for them. But she doesn't even notice him. Matchmaker, matchmaker, make me a match. (laughs) Find me, catch me, me, catch. (laughs) We like musicals, so sometimes we'll bust out in songs. We'll just. We'll just burst out in song. <laughs> so they're at uh, a table with her date, whose name is Jay. And everybody's kind of talking, and we find out, you know, he went to Harvard. And he was so He was. And so uh, the matchmaker says, well, let's 
give them some time to get to know each other. So they leave. And he asked her, who's pressuring you more, your mother or your father? And she says, my father via my mother. <laughs> so what about you? He said, oh, my father via my mother, via my aunt, via my grandmother. So they just kind of start talking. And um, he says, I usually dread these setups, but today is different. And she kind of smiles and says, yeah, for me too. So they kind of like each other. Back on the island, we're with Echo and Jin. And Jin hears something and he sees something moving. And then a boar comes charging out of the jungle and knocks him down. And he rolls down a hill and stops and sees a dead body. It has There's a stake sticking out of his chest. <laughs> it was nasty. And Echo... Echo comes up and says his name was Goodwin. And Jen looks at the body and goes, others? And Echo nods his head. (laughs) And so they're walking along and he breaks off a piece of aloe and hands it to Michael for the cut on his head. And he says, so you're married. Your ring. You have a wife. Jen says, yes. And you? Echo says, worse. He said, what's her name? And he says, son. She was with you on the plane. Jen nods. So then we're back with Sun. She's looking for her ring in her garden, but she gets frustrated and she just starts ripping up plants and screaming and crying. And I've been there when I get frustrated. I cry like that. Oh, yeah. So all of a sudden, Locke walks up. <laughs> it's like, bad day. Nothing <laughs> is he hands her a handkerchief and he says, do you mind if I sit? And uh, son says, did you see me? And he said, rip apart your garden? No. <laughs> he says, sometimes I wish I had a garden to tear apart. And she says, I don't think I've ever seen you angry. And he laughs. He says, I used to get angry all the time and frustrated. She said, you're not anymore. He said, I'm not lost anymore. She said, how did you do that? He said, same way anything lost gets found. I stopped looking. Uh So then we get another flashback. (laughs) So son's sitting at a table in the restaurant waiting for Jay. And outside a car pulls up and it's Jay and Jen opens the car door for him. And Jay asks him if he can have the flower that's on his lapel. So I've got a date. So Jin gives him the flower, and Jay says, asks for his name, and he says it's Jin Su Kwan. And so Jay goes in the restaurant, and him and Sun are talking. And Sun says, "I can't believe how normal you are." And he says, "Well, I think you're great too. I'd really like for us to keep seeing each other. Our parents would be thrilled, and there won't be any more matchmakers or pressure. We can be free." Can I tell you a secret? He says, when I was at Harvard, I met an American woman. I haven't told my father yet, but in six months, I'm moving there to marry her. And she just looks kind of hurt because she kind of liked him. And he says, oh, wait, you didn't think. And she says, no, I'm happy for you. You're going to America. That's great. So then she says um, that she has an appointment, so she has to leave. And she she walks out. Back on the island, Jen and Echo in the jungle still. 
And Jen goes, starts to go off to the left. And I goes like, no, over here. And he sees a footprint. And Jen says, Michael. Michael says, yes, Michael, they don't leave tracks. <laughs> so they keep going. But Echo stops to listen. And Jen says something in Korean. But Echo ignores him, so he says it louder. And Echo puts his hand over Jen's mouth to shush him. And then we see them hiding behind the bushes with just their eyes showing. And then all of a sudden you see several sets of feet and legs walking by. And the last one was carrying a teddy bear hanging from a string. (laughs) Scary. So after they pass by, Jen and Echo get up and Jen starts to go after the people that just walk by. And Echo's like, no, they don't have Michael. They came from that way, and your friend went that way, pointing in the other direction. It crossed ahead of them, very lucky. And Jen's like, you go back, and I'll go. And Jen said, no, we're going together. Or Echo says, no, we're going together. So then we get our next flashback. So Jen's working his doorman job, and son leaves after her date. And all of a sudden, this man runs up. Um, with his son and you can tell they're they're poor and he's like my son has to use the bathroom really bad can we go inside the hotel it's an emergency jen's like i'm sorry only hotel guests there's a bathroom down the street he asked the little boy can you hold it little boy shakes his head and the man's like i'm really sorry He, he has to go and jen feels bad so he's like all right go ahead it's to the left but be quick and the man thanks him, and they go inside. But right there was Jen's boss, of course. Of course. So he comes out. He's like, what did I tell you about who you let inside? He's like, consider this your first warning. And Jen said, well, it's just that the little boy and Mr. Kim says, he can piss in the gutter for all I care. You people are used to that. If you want to keep your job, go and find them and get them out of here. <laughs> and Jen refuses, takes off his hat and gloves, hands it back. He said, thanks for the opportunity and walks away, which I would have to. That's all. Absolutely. That's rude. So back on the island, son is sitting at the beach watching the waves and Kate comes over and says, Hurley told me that you lost your wedding ring. (laughs) Hurley can't keep nothing to himself. Of course not. And son was like, well, I was just sitting here telling myself it's silly to be upset about it. It's just a thing. And Kate says, well, they've only been gone a few days. And son says, please don't. I'm sick of everyone saying he's all right. He's not. And she tells her that Claire found the bottle of messages on the, that was on the raft and tells her she buried it. So then we got Anna Lucia and the group. They're walking in the jungle and Sawyer sits down. He's hurting. So... She gives him some water. She's like, if you're going to slow us down, we're going to leave you behind. And he's like, go ahead. <laughs> he's like, all right, see you. And uh, Sawyer says, well, now that your tracker is gone, how are you going to find our camp without me? She said, we'll just walk across the island, follow the beaches, and Echo's going to come back. And he says, you married? She says, what? And she said, No. He goes, too bad. You seem suited for it. <laughs> She's like, you're funny. 
What about you? You said, no, ma'am. She said, you gay? (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, funny. Let's go. So he gets up. Echo and Jin come to a stream and they stop. And Echo says, wait here. We lost his trail. I'll go back and find it. So Jin is putting some water on his face. He looks up and sees Michael. He's like, what are you doing? Go back. And Jin runs after him. And Michael's running through the jungle yelling for Walt. And he says, I'm not going back without him. Um, and he's still yelling and Jin's trying to quiet him. He's like, what are you worried? They're going to hear me. Let him take me. And Echo comes up and he's like, shouting's not a good idea. You need to come back with us. He says, no, I'm not leaving him out here. And Echo's like, I know they took your son, but you don't know what they're capable of. And if they don't want to be found, they won't be. And Michael's falling apart again. And he's like, well, they took him right out of my hands. I'm not going back without him. And Jen touches Michael on the shoulder and he says, you find Walt, Michael. And so Michael goes back with Jen and Echo and heads back. Mm-hmm. So then we see Son and Kate and Son's digging up the bottle. And she hands it to Kate and Kate opens it and starts going through the messages Kate's like, her son's like, hey, those are private. (laughs) And Kate said, we didn't, or I didn't say goodbye. And son says, Sawyer. She just kind of looks down and smiles. And then all of a sudden she says, son. And and she kind of nods toward the um, sand where son had been digging. And she looks down and there's her wedding ring. So she cries and puts it back on her finger. And then we see Jen, and he's looking at his ring. And we get our last flashback. <laughs> so Jen's walking along the river in Seoul. And um, he sees a really pretty girl in an orange dress. <laughs> and it must ring a bell from his love horoscope, the orange dress. So he's turning to look at her. And all of a sudden, he bumps into Sun, and she drops her purse. And He's helping her pick everything up. He's like, oh, are you okay? And then they kind of look at, look at each other and smile. And so then we get one last shot of Sun back on the island. And she's crying and happy that she found her ring. Yay! Yay! That was a sweet episode. Their episodes are always sweet. Yeah. They were one of the better couples on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I give it three and a half. It was pretty good. Um, yeah, I give it three. It's always good to have um, flashbacks that, you know, connect and everything. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, I'm doing the next one. Yeah. And it's called Abandoned. 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 <laughs> and it was written by Elizabeth Sarnoff, who's done a lot of other episodes, and directed by Adam Davidson, who's done other TV like Grey's Anatomy and Criminal Minds. I love Grey's Anatomy. Mm-hmm. 
So we start out on the beach, and Shannon's giving good boy Vincent some water. And Saeed comes up and asks her to get her gather her things. And um, they approach a tent on the beach. And he, Saeed asks Shannon what she thinks. And Shannon says, does it have an inside? So they go inside the tent. And Saeed has fixed it all up for her. And she asked him when he did all this. And he said, it's all yours. And she says, thank you. And they kiss. And then there's a sound. When Shannon puts her, her arms around him. And Saeed pulls a gun out of the back of his waistband. And she said, you need to carry that all the time. And he said, I only carry it because I have someone to protect. Then they kiss again and lay down. Mm-hmm. Getting a busy <laughs> on the island. Sex on the beach, literally. <laughs> so now we go over to the tail section people in Sawyer. And they're resting. <clears throat> and Cindy asks Anna that it's been over an hour and shouldn't they start moving again? And Anna wants to let everyone rest a little longer. And Cindy's worried that they might, the others might come back. And Sawyer said, she's lost. (laughs) Anna says, I'm not lost. He says, well, then tell me Ponce de Leon, (laughs) which way are we supposed to go? She said, all right, genius, where would you go? He said, hey, I'm with you. Sit tight and wait for Mr. Echo to show up and guide us. She said, well, if your friend hadn't run off, then Echo would be here now, wouldn't he? You didn't have any problem being left behind, though. Left behind him, though. He said, oh, Mike only cares about himself and his kid. And Michael (laughs) appears right there. Well, glad you feel that way. (laughs) he said well I didn't expect to see you again and so Jin comes over and look he's looking at Sawyer's wound and he says yeah yeah Chewy I know my arm's (laughs) (laughs) got his name is Jin not Chewy so stupid (sighs) So Anna asks Echo if he's okay. He said, yeah, but we have to go because I saw them. Bernard says, what do you mean you saw them? Cindy asks, how many were there? Libby said, did you see the kids? And Echo said, we need to go now. And now we go back to Shannon and Saeed after their tent Escapade. <laughs> and Shannon says, So does all of this mean that we're serious now? And he said, Quite definitely not. I do this for all the girls I meet on desert deserted islands. And she starts laughing. She says, Don't go anywhere. He says, Where are you going? I'm gonna get some water. 
He said, well, let me. I'll be right back. Being the nice guy that Saeed is. He is. He's sweet. <laughs> he is. So she lays back and um, there's a like a wind sound outside the tent. And the candle that's in the tent blows out. And Shannon thinks it's Saeed that comes back in the tent. She said, that was quick. And we see Walt's silhouette, and he's dripping wet. He says something backwards, and Shannon screams. So, Saeed uh, hears her screaming, so he comes running back to the direction of the tent. And she said, I'm telling you, I saw Walt. And he said, no, it was just a dream. And she said, no, he was here. I saw him. And Saeed said, I was only gone for a few minutes, so you must have fallen asleep. And she's adamant that she saw Walt. And Charlie comes up and asks what's going on. And Saeed said, no, nothing. It's a dream. Everything's fine. Shannon walks off because he didn't believe her. And then Claire comes over with the baby. Saeed goes off to follow Shannon. Claire asks what's wrong, and Charlie said that Shannon had a nightmare. And he looks at baby Aaron and asks, why is he up? And she said, I woke him up. I heard screams, and I got worried. She goes, what, did you want me to leave him in there alone? And he said, you heard screams, so you woke up the baby and ran toward them? (laughs) She said, it sounded, he said, okay, it sounded like she needed help. Charlie said, well, he's going to need feeding now. And he's going to be up all night and fussy all day. She said, sorry. He said, all right, well, no harm done. Give him to me. (laughs) (laughs) So she kind of reluctantly. (laughs) Charlie in charge. So she hands him over and Charlie kisses him and smooths his hair. But she's kind of looking on like, hmm. <laughs> Trying to be baby daddy. Hmm. So Shannon packs up her bag and starts walking away and he says, wants her to stop and talk about it. And she said, do you believe me? And he doesn't answer her right away. So she turns around and starts walking again. And she says, I know what I saw. So now we get our first flashback. And this is a ballet studio. And there's young girls practicing. And Shannon is the teacher. And there's a one of the little girls in the class named Sophie. And after the class, Sophie asked her, did my papa see me? And there's an older man whispering to another one of the instructors. And she said, I think so. So we see the older man leave with Sophie. And he's walking past the other instructor whose name is Nora. And Nora said, he wants me to be his all pair. Can you believe that? Shannon's like, I'll pair my ass. And, um, Nora's like, well, I can live in a big house, take care of my kids. Next thing you know, it's, I didn't know you were in the shower. 
What a perk. <laughs> <laughs> so Shannon's cell phone rings, and it's Sabrina, who we know is Boone's mother, Shannon's stepmother. Yeah. And she says, Shannon, your father's been in an accident. I'm on my way to St. Sebastian's, and I'll meet you there. So we go to the hospital, and a doctor comes out and says, Miss Rutherford, and Sabrina answers. We do see Jack walk by in the background. Yep. So this is the hospital where Jack works. And Sabrina asks, Dr. My husband, Adam. How is he? And he said, well, your husband had, was in a head-on collision with an SUV. Oof. He suffered massive internal injuries. He stopped breathing at the site of the accident. And I'm afraid we were unable to resuscitate him. And Shannon starts to cry. Sabrina asks if they can see him. And he said, of course. He said, would your daughter like to come? And she said, stepdaughter. Come on, Shannon. Hmm. The wicked stepmother. So now we're back on the island with the tailies, the tail section folks. And Anna asks them how much further it is to their camp. And Echo says a day, maybe more, maybe less. And then Sawyer stumbles and he goes down on one knee. And Libby tries to check his wound and he said, I'm okay, I'm fine. And Libby says, well, why don't you let me look at your shoulder? And he asks her if she's a doctor. She said, no, I'm a, cr- a clinical psychologist. He said, you're a shrink. Well, maybe you ought to talk to my shoulder. <laughs> she said, how'd you get shot? He said, with a gun. Michael said, he got shot when they took my kid. And Libby said, well, the wound is bad, but it's, it's not really bad. She goes, you're going to be okay. Let's go. So Michael helps Sawyer up. He wants to, but Sawyer wants to do it on his own. And Bernard said, let me give you a hand, okay? Sawyer doesn't answer. He just keeps walking by. He's a tough guy. So now we're over with Rose and Hurley on the beach, and they're doing laundry. Rose is always doing laundry. Oh, she is constantly doing laundry. Sure, she's keeping herself busy. So Hurley says, tell me again why we're, you're doing this here when there's a dryer in the hatch. And she says, I don't like the hatch. So, oh, because of the doomsday button? But no. She goes, well, who needs a dryer when you've got sun and fresh air? We wouldn't want to spoil ourselves, would we? He said, yeah, spoiled. So Shannon enters up and says, do you guys know where Michael and Walt left the stuff they didn't take with them on the raft? Uh, like their clothes. And Hurley said, I think their stuff's still on the beach where their tent is. So she says thanks and walks off. Rose says, poor thing, it can't be easy when the one person you love, it can't be easy losing the one person you love on the island. Now Shannon finds a shirt that belonged to Walt and she gets Vincent to smell it. <laughs> because apparently he's a bloodhound. So she's going to smell it and she's like, you're always running off. <laughs> Why don't you go run off and find Walt? <laughs> so he takes off running. <laughs> He's like, oh, find him. 
He's a good boy. So he's dragging Shannon along by the leash. She's like, good dog, fine Walt. And then Shannon stops as they end up back at the beach because they're right at Boone's grave. Hmm. So now we're over with Claire and she's um, rocking the baby as he's crying and Locke passes by. And Claire's talking to Aaron and she's telling him, I'm sorry I woke you up. Locke says, how's the cradle treating you? She said, it's great. But it's the baby that's the problem because he won't sleep. And Locke wants to pick the baby up. He asks if he can. And um, Locke wraps the baby up in a blanket. And he said, babies like it, like the feeling of being constricted. He basically swaddles him. Swaddle. Swaddle. I don't like to be swaddled. I have to have room. So Claire takes the baby and she said, you know, I think everything, everybody knows more about babies than me. He said, everybody. She said, well, Charlie read me the riot act last night for waking him. And as mad as it may be, it turns out he was right. It's not like we're playing mom, mom and dad to the baby. I don't remember marrying him. <laughs> Locke laughs. And she said, we're practically strangers. For all I know, he could be some religious freak. And Locke says, well, I seriously doubt that. She said, then why is he carrying around a Virgin Mary statue? She said, uh, one of those little statues, he says he found it in the jungle. Walk says, huh, how about that? Huh. <laughs> He's like, damn it, Charlie. Charlie, you about to get a takedown from Daddy. Oh, poor Charlie. So now we see Shannon and she's staring at Boone's grave. And this takes us into the next flashback. And now we're at Shannon's father's funeral. And we get to see Boone. Aww. He's in the flash his flashback Boone. Flashback Boone. <laughs> and Boone comes up to her and says, Death sucks, doesn't it? She's like, Boone. And then um, they hug and he says, I'm sorry. She said, well, you came back. And while they're hugging, we see Sabrina looking over at them. Uh The wicked stepmother. So now we see them both up in Shannon's room and Boone is pouring alcohol from a flask he has into some teacups. And he said, where's your poster of Marky Mark go? <laughs> she said, I'm 18, Boone. He said, Your mom's going to freak with this alcohol. He said, It's awake. Who doesn't serve booze at awake? So they toast to her dad. And he says, Maybe after all this, you'll come visit me in New York. And she said, Well, I won't have to if I get the job at the Martha Graham Dance Company. And, uh, 
she said, uh, it's like one in 3,000 chance, but I may get it. And he said, well, have you spoken to my mother? And Shanna says, well, she's going through her thing and I'm going through mine. And he asks us if they've been getting along. Shanna said, she hates me. Boone said, we'll just try to talk to her. And Shanna said, from day one, she's resented my relationship with my dad. So now we come back to the island. And uh, we're with the Tailies again. And Echo notices that Sawyer is struggling. And he says that they need a break. Anna says, five minutes. <laughs> oh, drill sergeant. And uh, Echo says, we have to cut inland. And she said, um, into the jungle? They said their people were on the beach. He said, well, the beach goes into a peninsula ahead and it may not be passable. And Anna said, you're doing this to get the cowboy back faster, aren't you? You would risk our lives to help him. Echo said, it's the only way I know. And Anna says, I liked you better when you weren't talking. <laughs> <laughs> so now we go back to Claire and Locke on the beach. Claire said, I can't believe that Aaron's still asleep. Locke said, well, swaddling works every time. And um, she asks if Locke wants to hold him again. So he does. And then Charlie enters. And um, Claire says, hey, John just taught me a new trick, swaddling. And Charlie's like, well, that's cool. I just came in to take him so you could have your walk. And Locke says, well, it's great timing that because I got to get going. And uh, Claire says, thanks for your help, John. He said, you're welcome. And then Claire's, Charlie's like staring at Claire and she's like, what? He's getting all protective over the baby. <laughs> kind of strange, but that's okay. So now we're in the jungle again and the tailies are walking, still walking back toward the inland and Libby steps on a stick and Cindy hushes her up and everybody gets all quiet. And um, Sawyer's telling everybody, I'm fine, I'm fine. And Anna says, shut up. Michael's like, why can't they talk at all? They, they can't talk at all. She said, if he talks, he's going to get us killed. And Michael says, by them? I thought they lived a day back that way. She's like, how about you shut your mouth and get your buddy over here? Moving. So Michael said, what happened to you people? You want to take, you want us to take you back with us? Fine. But you want to keep quiet, and then you tell me you want us to. You want me to keep quiet? Then you have to tell me why. And Anna said, "They came the first night we got here. They took three of us, and then nothing happened for two weeks. Then they came back. They took one more. 
There's, there's nine more. Oh, that's right. Nine more. Uh-huh. And she said they're smart and they're animals and they could be anywhere at any time. Now we're moving through the jungle, bear jungle, just so you can save your little hick friend over there. And if you think that one gun and one bullet is going to stop them, think again. So shut your mouth and keep moving. And Michael said, they took my son. She said, they took a lot of things. Mm. So. We're with Shannon at Boone's grave. And Saeed comes up. And Saeed said, I know what it is to lose someone you deeply care about. She said, you really think that it's all about Boone? I saw Walt. And he said, then why are you sitting at Boone's grave? She said, just go back, Saeed. He said, where are you going? She said, to find him. Can we go into another flashback? <laughs> and this is Shannon in her apartment, and her friend Nora comes in. And it's the letter that she's been waiting for from the dance company. And Shannon opens the letter, and she got it. Yay! Yay! She said, oh my god, going to New York. And the phone rings. And Shannon says, oh, okay. Are you sure? Well, I can do that. Okay, sorry. And Nora says, what was that? She said, my rent check bounced. Nora said, but you're like rich. (laughs) So now we go over to Sabrina's house. And Sabrina said, I'm sorry, I would have offered you something to drink, but I have a meeting in 10 minutes. And she's like, um, yeah, but my checks are bouncing. She's like, well, that's what happens when you make withdrawals and don't make deposits, Shannon. And she said, well, when do I get the money that dad left me from the will? She said, there was no will. Your father and I had a living trust. Everything passed to me. I'm afraid there was nothing specifically designated for you. And Shannon asks, why would he do that? And she says, well, maybe he just wanted you to find your own way. We all have to work, Shannon. Most of us are the better for it. (laughs) Shannon's like, I can work. I just got this really prestigious internship. And I'm not going to make any money for a while. But I'm going to be working like 16 hours a day. And Sabrina says, the only thing I've seen you do 16 hours a day straight is sleep. And Shannon's like, I just need to get to New York. I just need something to get started and I'll pay you back. She said, this week it's an internship. Last year, what was it? Interior design. You'll never pay me back and you'll only hate yourself even more. She said, I really want this, Sabrina. I can do this. She said, I'm sorry, Shannon. You're on your own. Which is a load of horse shit. That is not even her money. That was Shannon's father's money. Exactly. And Sabrina has her own money from her own empire. Mm-hmm. It's a bullshit. I get so upset at people when they do that. Yeah, when they treat stepkids they, that way. When, when they they're... talk a parent into, oh, why don't you do it this way? Mm-hmm. And they just sign off on something. It's... Well, and when they treat stepkids that way, oh, yeah. being, being jealous of the relationship that your spouse has with their child, that's pretty yeah. sick. It is. 
I mean, you know, I'm in that situation. I am a step parent, so I can't imagine being jealous of my husband having a relationship with his children. That's natural and it's supposed to happen. So I know. I'm a stepmom too. It's like, uh, that's not my business. Mm-mm. Their bond is their bond. Exactly. That's their child. And I don't have any business uh, telling him what he's going to leave his own child. Mm-mm. This is weird. Mm-hmm. Sabrina's a batch. Batch. You're a batch. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're back on the island. Locke and Charlie are playing backgammon on the beach. And Locke says, um, I hope I didn't, I hope you didn't get the wrong idea seeing me with the baby. And Charlie said, what wrong idea would that be? He said, well, you and Claire are close and you spent a lot of time with Aaron. I just wouldn't want to be overstepping my bounds. Charlie said, did she tell you we had a fight? I said, she didn't say it was a fight. Charlie said, well, she's. She was going to give it up, you know, for adoption. Did she tell you that? And he said, yeah, when I built the cradle. He said, oh, of course, when you built the cradle. He said, Locke said, well, why are you asking? She said, she's got to do it. She has a bit of learning to do about being a mom, responsibility and all. And he said, well, that's an interesting thing to say for a heroin addict. Oh! I was like, oh, daddy broke it down. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Locke doesn't even care. He has zero filter. He's like, whatever. He's like, okay. I got it. <laughs> Charlie said, recovering addict. Mm-hmm. Locke's like, uh, recovering. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> Now we go back to Jen, and he's like half carrying Sawyer now through the jungle. Yeah, Sawyer ain't doing good. No, not at all. And um, Michael comes up and said, you know, take a break. I got it. And Sawyer says to Michael, will you suddenly give a damn about me? And he said, leave me alone, both of you. I got it. And he starts walking away and he just collapses. He just goes down. Mm -hmm. So Michael, um, he puts Sawyer's head in his lap. He says, okay. He asked him if he's okay. And he said, he's barely conscious. He said, I would have left you behind. Michael says, shut up, man. Don't try that. He said, I did leave you behind. Michael said, yeah, well, good thing I ain't you. And he smiles at Sawyer, and then Sawyer passes out. (laughs) And so Jen's calling, you know, calling Libby for some water, and she hands it to him. And Michael asks everybody, what's the matter with him? And Libby said, well, the fever, and he's got an infection. He's dehydrated. And Lucia's like, we got to keep moving. And Anna said, you want to stay? That's fine. We're heading out. And Bernard said, we just can't leave him, Anna. And Libby says, well, maybe if we just rest a little while, he'll regain consciousness. 
And Anna's like, do you remember what happened to us? What they did to us? Do you remember Goodwin? And Cindy's like, Anna's right. We should just push on. Michael said, you know what? I don't remember Goodwin. And I'm really sorry about whatever happened to him, but I don't care. Mr. Epco, can you help me build a stretcher? And Bernard, I need four sticks, sturdy ones, about five feet long. And, and Anna said, you're carry, you're going to carry your friend. Michael said, yeah, we're going to carry him. <laughs> so now we're back to Saeed and Shannon in the jungle. And he asked why Shannon's doing this. She said, I didn't ask you to follow me. He said, no, you'd rather be out here alone than get lost or hurt. She says, I don't need your help. He said, Walt is not out here. You're following a Labrador, not a bloodhound. <laughs> she said, Walt is not on the raft. And he asked what she's talking about. She said, we found a bottle on the beach of the messages. So I know he's out here somewhere. I saw Walt and the raft is gone and he is all alone. So now we have Jen and Michael and they're carrying Sawyer on the stretcher. And they come up to the steep, steep embankment along a river. And they're kind of struggling to get Sawyer up and get over it. And um, in the trivia for this um, episode, Michael does say, fuck me. <laughs> I guess they didn't edit it out or didn't, <laughs> didn't catch it. But he does say, fuck me. So, um, Anna, Anna says, Cindy, where's Cindy? Bernard said she was just here. And Libby said, did they take her? And so Bernard's calling out for Cindy. Anna says, I'm going after her. And Echo's like, nope, we stay together. We split up. We're giving them what they want. And Anna's like, this is all your fault. We never should have gone through the jungle. You risked our lives for him. And he's already dead. And this one's on you. And all of a sudden they hear whispers. Michael's like, what the hell is that? And Libby's getting terrified. And all of a sudden, Anna says, run. And this takes us into the flashback. <laughs> and this is Shannon packing up her apartment. And Boone comes in. Flashback Boone. Flashback Boone. <laughs> and Boone says, she said no. She knew why I asked her for the money. Shannon's like, well, can I crash at your place in New York for just a little while till I get on my feet? And he said, I'm leaving New York. She offered me a job. And she's like, you want to work for your mother? He said, well, it's a really good job. And he pulls a check out of his jacket and says, this is all I have right now. But my trust fund's going to kick in at the end of the month. And after that, I can absolutely keep you afloat. And she's like, Thanks, but I'm going to figure out how to make money on my own. And he said, but who knows when that's going to be? Just take it. And she's like, why? You think I can't do it? He said, I didn't say that. 
said, well, do you believe I can or don't you? And he just looks at her. She says, okay, you know what? I really want you to just take your money, go work for your mother. And he says, it's just money. She's like, just take it. All right. And he says, I'm trying to help you, Shannon. She's like, I don't want your money. So now we go back to the island. Shannon and Saeed are running through the jungle at night, and now it's raining. Shannon trips and falls. He asks her if she's okay, and she says, don't, do not help me up. And he said, let's go back. She's like, why don't you believe me? I need you to believe in me. And he says, I do believe in you. She said, you don't, no one does. They think I'm some kind of joke. They think I'm worthless. He says, Shannon, you're not worthless. She said, you say that now, but you're just going to leave me. I know as soon as we get ourselves out of here, you're just going to leave me. He says, I will never leave you. I love you and I believe in you. And she says, you do? He says, I believe you. So they give each other a hug and they start hearing the whispers. And Saeed sees Walt. Mm. And Walt puts his finger up to his mouth like before, tells him to shush. And Shannon says, do you see him? And he nods. So Shannon goes running out toward him, calling out his name. Walt walks away. So she's running after him. And Saeed is just stunned. He's just sitting there for a minute. And then he gets up and goes after Shannon. And she's still running after Walt. Saeed trips and he gets up and starts running again. And he's calling out her name. He hears a gunshot. Oops. Shannon turns around and she has a bullet wound to her gut. And she collapses right into his arms and dies. And then we see Anna standing there with a gun. And uh, she's shocked. She looks uh, she looks at Jen and Michael's faces. Saeed looks like he has murder in his heart as he's looking at Anna Lucia. Mm. That's it. Yeah. Shannon died. And she died because while they were filming this in Hawaii, she was dumb enough to get a DUI. So they had to write her ass off the show. Wow. Which was really stupid because it's right when her character was actually becoming someone. Mm-hmm. But she did it to herself, so. Yeah. Actions have consequences. That's right, Shannon. That's <laughs> so. That's that. I was really sad because Saeed really did love her. Sad. Yeah, it was sad. Yeah, I remembered she died, but I've forgotten how. So I was like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, because Anna Lucia is probably. After the hearing the whispers, mm-hmm. she was probably shooting at everything that moved. Mm-hmm. So, kind of isn't her fault. Not really. Mm-hmm. 
So that's that. I give that one the same. I give it a three for me. Yeah, I give it a three too. It was a little slow at parts. Her flashbacks really aren't all that great, but no, but but at least it moved the story along and a major character died. Yeah. And we had we got to see Daddy break it down <laughs> once again. <laughs> I was like, "Dang, Charlie, that that handprint's gonna sting for a while on your face." <laughs> Daddy backhanded you hard. You listen to your daddy. You listen to your daddy. <laughs> well, next week's episodes are, are pretty good ones. We find out what happened to the tail section people. The tailies. And we kind of get a lot of questions answered. So, Yeah. A lot did happen over there. Because I liked all the other characters, the new characters they brought on. I really liked everyone. Yeah, so. I mean, Anna Lucia gets really annoying after a while because she's so. Oh, but the I thing, know. the thing about it, she's a good example of an actress who can pull off the tough thing. So many can't. Case in point, Kate. <sighs> some actresses can do it, and some can't. Anna Lucia, she went a little overboard with it, but she could pull it off. It's true. So, I mean, I didn't mind her. I actually really liked her. She was a good character. It's true. And I liked Echo. He was a really compelling character, too, once you find out what his story oh, was. Oh, yeah. His backstory is awesome. Yeah. He is just, he is a really good actor. Mm-hmm. To see him from something like Oz and then playing something like this. And yeah. there's a lot of actors in Oz. Mm-hmm. If you watch that show. Yeah. And they play totally different characters. I mean, it's a prison show. So mm-hmm. get ready. Yeah. But <laughs> there's a lot of versatile actors from that show that are in a lot of other TV shows. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't watched Oz, give it a try. I mean, it's it's hard to watch. It's rough. Mm-hmm. But if you watch it in, in little bits, it's. It's like the guy that does the um, State Farm commercials, I think. The bald guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He was on Oz and he was the scariest guy in the world. <laughs> and then he's trying to be all nicey-nice State Farm guy. I'm like, I ain't it. <laughs> I know who you really are. <laughs> so anyway, that's my spiel about Oz. Yeah, it was a good show. It's it's raw, but it was. Oh man, is it raw? And I've never, I never really watched a prison show because I didn't grow. We didn't grow up with like the movie channels and stuff, right? Because we were a Christian family. But once I started getting into HBO, back in the day, you know, in the two thousands, mm-hmm. and it was like, oh, <laughs> that's new and different, <laughs> but. If the story is good enough and you got the actors that can pull it off, mm-hmm. it's cool. I mean, usually if you say HBO, people know what to expect. So, Yeah. They don't hold back on HBO. No. They should have held back that last Game of Thrones season. But I oh. digress. But I digress. 
Oh, I watched good. a really cool video the other day of a guy who rewrote it himself. Mm-hmm. And he did really good. He actually put in clips like it was actually happening his way. Mm-hmm. Well, somebody and, needed to. Oh, my gosh. It was like, wow. See how easy it was. Just put forth a little effort, and it's amazing what could have happened. Yeah. It's like, you know, with Lindelof. It just... There's nothing you need to do to run off and do something to not do the show that you've been working on justice. Yeah, at least finish off with a, a strong ending, don't I you? I know. It's like, do you want to go out a puss? I mean, like, people totally hating your work mm-hmm. just because you want to run off and do Star Wars, which yep. didn't happen. And now they tried to do something else in China, I believe it is. And one of those producers died. So now they're cursed. Mm-hmm. So karma's a bitch. Yep. You gotta anyway. finish what you start. It's true. I did start watching The Haunting of Bly Manor. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not too bad. I'm too afraid after that Haunting a Hill House crap. It's better. Because I sat through that. I know. It was long. I I sat through that for that ending, and I was a little upset. (laughs) That was longer. This one is better. It doesn't have so many characters. Mm. And it's actually pretty good. It has most of the people. Well, it has, like, Henry Thomas and the younger girl from the the other Hill Uh House. Um. But she's different. It's like set in the 80s. In I mean, with The Haunting of Hill House, I honestly wish they would have just kept it as telling the story from when they were in the house and the kids were little because that was the good part. It seemed to fall apart when they wanted to do present day when the kids were grown up. And it just, the ending, the ending was just, I don't know, oh. it was like a, I don't know what they were trying to do. But I it like it. turned into an acid trip, and I was like, "Why are you? Why? I why liked did, it. Why did I, we have to go through all that? Because it was pointless." I really liked it. I did not get that one at all. Some people didn't. It didn't get old. It wasn't loved by everyone, but I liked it. And this I one, honestly, I, I liked it until the ending. This one. Probably, I liked it until the ending. That ending yeah. just. Uh, <laughs> I needed something better. Okay. Kind of kind of how I felt about Lost ending. Yeesh. <laughs> and we'll I get there. I was, yeah, I remember being not happy about it, but I was happy at the same time because it was just ended. Yeah, it stopped the madness. <sighs> yeah. There was no other way to end it, though. They locked it in. Yeah. But they told everybody that 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 was not going to happen, and it did. So it didn't make any sense. And they got caught. And the explanation they tried to give didn't make sense either, so. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So that's that. But we'll get there. We'll get there. Did we get any feedback? Pale. God damn it. <laughs> Forget it. 
Just I'll give out um, I'll give out our contact info once again. Why bother? The number is 331-234-6112. You can even text. You don't have to leave a voicemail. You can send us a message on the Anchor app. Or you can email us at MidwestSistersRewatch at gmail.com. And even if you want to leave like a, like a clip of a, a quote that you like from the show. You don't even have to ask a question. No one likes us. Fine. Bunch of lurking lizzies. Mm-hmm. Lurking lizzies. Don't make us tell Sister J and Sister K about it. I'll get it. I'll get Sister J to read y'all, <laughs> <laughs> and then you'll be sorry. She knows how. <laughs> we love Sister Speak. Yes, they are awesome. Yes, go check out Sister Speak. They have all That's kinds of shows they've done. Mm-hmm. I was thinking today when I was watching the episodes how. Shows like Lost and The Walking Dead that were set in hot climates always make me want to go wash my hair. Because everyone's always all sweaty and dirty. That is true. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, you must be stank. You know you're Ooh. stank. Mm. But they do have shampoo and soap from the hatch. So they got to be smelling at least a little better. Except for Sun. Her hair is always clean. Mm-hmm. She's never dirty. <laughs> but that's okay. Well, those are our episodes for the week. They were entertaining enough. Yeah. We said goodbye to Shannon. Shannon. Goodbye, Shannon. So looking forward to next week's episodes. Like I said, we get a lot of questions answered there. So when we get to know our new characters, so that'll be fun. Yeah. 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 Very good. Very good. All right. Well, we hope everyone has a lovely week. We're sorry we were late with this latest episode, but life gets in the way sometimes and got to take care of stuff. So sorry. We do our best. Yep. Not Nobody's listening anyone, anyway. Exactly. Not that anyone's listening anyway. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> someday we'll have a listener. Someday. Someday someone will send in feedback and talk to us. Someday. <laughs> Maybe for our very last episode, someone will feel sorry for us and we'll get feedback for our very last episode. Probably. <laughs> Some Johnny come lately living, leaving us a message <laughs> on the whole last bit. Johnny come lately. <laughs> well, we hope everyone is staying safe and warm. And what is it that we tell everyone, Carrie? Don't forget to get lost. And send in feedback.